You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Good afternoon, uh, listeners, and good afternoon, Sid Talk. Good afternoon. We're not actually in the basement this week, we're actually where we normally are, which is cool. In the hot office. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Air conditioner's off. We had it on for one day. We did One day. It. We did it on for it not got, even 12 hours. You probably. said, I was at work and you sent me a message that said, this is not the before the after the discussion, but it did happen before this show. You said it was 106 in the hallway. It was. In our house. So I said, turn on the freaking air conditioner. You did. And by the next morning, you had it turned off again. Because it got cool the day after, luckily. Not um, terribly cool, but yeah, it was not 111 degrees outside. It was good to know that our air conditioner still worked. It does, uh, yeah. It worked perfectly, so... <laughs> You never know, do you? So when before you... our after the show, our before the after the, oh my goodness, what's wrong with my tongue today? The before the after the show discussion today was me finding videos of intros of old 70s and 80s TV shows and cartoons, which has been quite fun. And I said to you, it's like a rabbit hole. You start with one and then you go, oh yeah, that one. That one, next one, next one, next yeah. one, yeah. So that's been fun. I've got uh, Bionic Woman, Six Million Dollar Man, Love Boat, Fantasy Island, Heart Wacky to races. Heart, Wacky Races. So if you if you want to, uh, YouTube's the place if you are yeah. looking for intros to. Uh, You're not supposed to download them, so don't. I'm not encouraging anyone. Obviously, I've been are, watching there are them. ways to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a compilation for my class reunion. I'm not going out and like selling the shit. I'm just I want to make a collected video so I can put it on one of the TVs. I just so it looks like we're watching TV in the 70s and 80s and it's just running all the time. A really cool thing to have on our Plex server I was just thinking about that is a a a music video folder that just plays music videos you know like get them and and have them like all your favourite old like Duran Duran and all that shit that'd be a really cool that'd be a cool project just get a few every so often. Off topic as well MTV Classic is coming they're going to actually just rerun all of the broadcasts from the moment they come on the air. Not like, here's a little flashback. It's like, we're just going to take that big, huge, giant database of all of our, every broadcast for 10 years and plug it in and play it. Which I makes think that's sense. genius. Yeah. Better than, we don't have cable, but that's genius. <laughs> it's way better than reruns of the real world. And then we watched the <laughs> intro, the very moment that it came on the air and Mark Goodman and all them introduced themselves. It was so low-brow, like a low-key, like... They didn't know it, what was going know, on, did they? Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched that original. And he I was said, like, wow, they're so not hyping it up. They kind of no. like, well, he chilled said, out, like, this will change music forever. <laughs> and that, I can't argue with that. And, uh, and if, then if you're the, a young person, you probably don't, you probably like MTV's that thing where we watch Jersey Shore. What are you talking yeah, about? There's none of that shit. <laughs> none of that shit back in the day. It was music videos and talking about music. And that was it. All right, so it is Saturday, July the 30th. This is after the show number 438. After the show is a podcast where we review a movie every week. This week's movie review is Sing Street. It's a 2016 movie released on Blu-ray on July the 26th, so you can pick it up now. It's rated PG-13, and it's from our friends at Anchor Bay. And uh, Sid Talk's going to give you the synopsis of Sing Street. It is... Pretty much what the box says. Boy meets girl. Girl is unimpressed. Boy starts a band. And it is, as we've been discussing, set in the 80s in Ireland. Uh, it's a period piece, as we like to say now, because it's 30 it years is. old. I mean, it's not 30 years old. It's set 30 years it's ago. It's a comedy. It's a... It's a... I don't know if it's... Coming of company, age. Coming of age, movie. yes. Yeah. And it is, you know... Just gotta watch it. I don't need to give you synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, that's what it is, and it's also uh, from John Carney, who is famous from the movie Once, which we have never seen, and the movie Begin Again, which we have never seen. The nearest I have come to the movie Once, which people always tell me to watch, I've been told to watch it many times. The nearest we come to it is Last Man on Earth. <laughs> There's a scene in Last Man on Earth, the TV show, where Tandy and his brother. It's something that they bond. They watch that movie They've a lot. They memorized it. And they memorize the lyrics to the but song. But that's kind of taking the piss out of it. So it doesn't look <laughs> I think great. It, is. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look great. But we'll continue with this one and tell you. All right. So Sing Street. Um, spo- there could be spoilers here. So if you want to go and watch the movie, it is out on Blu ray now. You can go and watch it, come back, and listen to our opinions on it. So 
Spoilers from this point. Tune out, or stay, or be warned. Uh, so, let me start by saying I'm not familiar with John Carney's work at all. I've heard people love his things. It's very uplifting. I kind of, after now seeing this, I kind of uh, attribute him to, uh, you know, I love Love Actually. Yes. And the guy who did Love Actually also has the same outlook on life. It's a romanticized view of things. I like that romanticized view of things. It's almost like there's room for all all types of movies. But these types of movies make me feel good when I'm watching them. And when people say it's a feel-good movie... It sounds, you and uh, you two's Bono feel yeah. the same way. When they say it's like a cliche, you know, a feel-good movie. No, that's what these movies are. They take you back to a time. They, The music stimulates you in a way because of the age you are. Um, you know, obviously this movie... It's a, the, these, these kids are teenagers. When I was a teenager, exactly the same time. I watched that Duran Duran video. Yep. Well, they, I looked in the trivia of this movie, and the characters were born in 1969 and I was born in 1969, so... I'm the old one in the room. I was born in 1969. So the kid in the movie is the exact age of, as me when I was, you know... Correct. In the same year. So it totally rings all those bells this, for me. Is this, I mean, I'm American, and a lot of Americans will be listening to this, who didn't go to any sort of, like... This isn't a private school, obviously, right? It was a public a, school, but it's run by Catholic, Catholic priests. Yeah. So I, I don't, went to a I don't identify school. with that. I don't identify with the constraints of uniforms. And I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I experienced people being jerks because kids are stupid and everything, you know, and I was always the round one. So I got a lot of flack, but it wasn't like what's portrayed in a lot of these British it's very realistic. movies from the 80s. That's rough. This is yeah, Ireland. It's rough It's shit. UK in general. Um. But just this, this like, pending doom, yeah, like, like no matter what you do, you're going to get fucked up. I don't... And I mean, smoking, maybe, And there might be smoking. places here that are like that. I just went to a tiny little school, and I think that it's different, because if somebody really gave me crap, all I had to do was tell my mom, and she'd call that mom up, because she lived two minutes away from my house, you know what I mean? So... It was not... It's not exaggerated, the, portray- uh, the portrayal... An island in the 80s was, was even was worse than... England, so... And it doesn't bring that into it. I was appreciated... I mean, I saw that what they're trying to portray here is what appeared to be sort of a middle-class family. Yep. Who's struggling now a little bit. But they have books, they have music, they're sending their kids off to college, they want to. But it's not like what American middle-class, if you watch an 80s movie like Breakfast Club or right. 16 Candles, it's not that... Or Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It doesn't... Ref- they're not a mirror image. But I could tell because they thought he was a bit posh. Yep. To go to their, not rough enough to go to their school, but we're watching it and it looks like they're not. But I like that they didn't bring a lot of the politics, any of the politics of the Ireland of the 80s, really. No, because he tried to keep it on the positive music, bright side. Music yeah. is the thing that's getting this kid through. And by extension, these other kids. But but don't get me wrong, it, it stays on the bright side of life. But <laughs> there are some very dark things in this movie. Mostly very? things that are just mentioned. And you go what? But the you know like the the scene of the um, yep. the Catholic uh-huh. priest bullying the uh, a, a child that's totally I've seen that you know I got whacked across the knuckles a few times by it you know and they're actually mad and like smacking you nowadays it wouldn't go down I got, might in some schools I but... got the ruler across the knuckles so many times like just for talking or. And did it mold you into a very specific no, type of human being? No, it just made me think, what a load of shit. I'm not going to follow that church anymore. <laughs> Stupid bastards. You know? It boggles my mind that in yeah. our lifetime, boys used... And it was mostly boys, I'll be honest. And when I was in high school, high school. Now, in our high school, we are 14 to 18 years old, right? So an 18-year-old, 17-year-old probably, maybe not 18, could have been taken to the principal's office and hit... With a belt yeah. or a wooden paddle. I got that. Now, some people out there are like, yeah, those fucking kids need to be put in their place. But I'd like to ask each one of them now. And don't give me that nostalgic bullshit like, well, I probably deserved it. Ha ha ha. None of that crap. How did that specifically make you a better human being? You know what it did? It got the rocks off for the principal thinking he was a big man. It got him all feeling important like this priest... He's been trained to think, if I don't keep these boys in line, I mean, they're going to be a bunch of fuck-ups, right? So I understand that side of it, but then there's that 
80s kind of, we kind of twisted that shit around, didn't we? I, not us specifically, but I mean, a things sto- fell apart more. A story from my school, right? I, I was... Now, you lived in Manchester, big city. Yeah. Big city school. Thousands so of So I was in high school. I was probably 13. I was talking in a class when I was not supposed to be, talking to a friend who sat next to me. Next thing I know, a, you know the board duster? Mm-hmm. They're, they're made out of wood, right? One Ours of them, weren't. Ours were made out of, like, felt. Uh, I was a felt with a piece of wood. Inside, you. yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah. So that flew across the room, hit me in the head, right? That was a teacher throwing a wooden object at a, ch- at a child. I've got a story, too. So that happened. It banged me in the head, and then the teacher said, Hayes, you're talking. Go to the headmaster's office. I go to the headmaster's office. The headmaster makes me wait outside for a bit. I go in. He takes his belt off and whacks me with it. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, like I've been hit with a thing in the head, and now and I'm getting hit. And the question is, what did that do? Did that make you ever... Did that make you it change your behavior? It made me angry towards them all. Did it make you want to talk to people more in class? Yes. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. It made yeah. me want to. It made me want to like, no, fuck you, idiots. Like, what? Why? What gives you the right to hit me? Like, you know. No, I never had anything thrown at me, but I was talking in class once, and my math teacher. And this was high school, probably my junior year, which meant I would have been sixteen, seventeen. I'm leaning over, talking to the dude next to me, and the loudest crack. Bang sound, like in our old, we were in a really old school, big brick walls, really high ceilings, it was really hot, and this bam, and he had picked up his math book off of his desk and slammed it on his desk really hard and pointed straight at me with this look on his face like, if I could throw this book at you, I would, because was, I was in the back, so right. like, threw it at him, and he just pointed at the door, like, so I went down to the principal's office. I, I didn't get in trouble very much, and I didn't give a shit. I'm not very fearful of this kind of stuff. So I'm down there, and I'm just like, oh, my God. <gasps> That's just so stupid. Like, I don't like math, and I'm talking, and you're not teaching me anything, you know? So I'm in there. The principal comes out, looks at me, kind of like, what the heck? I said, Mr. Hilliard, send me down here for talking. And he pointed at his coffee maker, and he said, you clean that out. Get a new pot started and sit here till the end. Till well, the it sounds rings. like your teachers were a lot kinder than I was. <laughs> well, no, because dudes got the belt and the board. I mean, there was a board in his office with holes yeah, in it. Yeah, we got the belt. It was always a bit weird. And I don't know if that was just a threat. Or the ruler on the back of the hand, the yardstick. We didn't have that to my remember. The yardstick on the knuckles was like, I always thought like you could break somebody's hand doing that shit. Or I'm going to take that ruler out of your hand and smack you with it. it I'm not good with authority. So this is all off topic, but... It's not off topic because... This movie brings it up to you. Yeah, it it made me think of school and it made me think of, oh yeah, school's really, really rough. Uh, School is very, like, you feel like you're on the edge of, like, there's going to be a fight all the time and... I never had that. You know, like that boy in this movie who's the bully boy, who's actually, you know, I love that this movie shows you a side of him as well where you go... Oh, well, his parents are assholes. He's just rubbed off on him. Like, he thinks that that's how to be. Like, so everybody is, it's all got a shiny coat on it, this movie. You like, even with though, a few really horrible undertones. There are some horrible undertones. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that you just go, <gasps> but, but in the day, the things that are mentioned and the whack in the face and the father issue, those were things that people didn't talk about. So the slight mention of it and then, just moving on is exactly how our culture was. If you know, if you're a wife who got smacked in the face and your bru- eye was bruised, everybody just put their head down and pretended it didn't happen. And then you went on about your business. It wasn't like today where everyone would, it would be a huge ordeal and you'd, you know, get social services involved and all that kind of stuff. And so in, and that brings that back to like this acceptance of these really terrible things. And this handles is, it well. This is an Irish movie. So like, um, it has a, I was going to say it has a very British kind of way about it. Not British, but Irish. But it's a similar thing. Um, so I really related to it. Um, I like the idea of the kid, the, our hero in this um, movie. It's not like he wants to join. He wants to start a band at the beginning. He's got like a little interest in it because his brother is very like... Hey, he look plays at the... He plays guitar. Yeah, but there's that moment where he sees the girl... Yep. And to be cool, he goes to the girl, up to the girl and says, you know, I'm making a music video, <laughs> thinking that that's a cool thing because he's just seen one. 
And then he turns around to his friend and says, we gotta have a, but we're gonna make a band, right? <laughs> Cause I've gotta get this girl, like, but it's all a very funny. His friends are really funny. The, the, the friends that he teams up with for the band. There's a lot of funny moments in this there film. There are a lot. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, when I say it's a comedy, it kind of, it kind of is. Um, but it's also poignant and, it's kind of like a tearjerker at the end. I mean, I'm, I won't spoil the end, but the end. It's well, we've not, already said spoilers, and just saying that I think is a bit of a spoiler. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a sad ending, but the ending is has got like a, it's emotional, like um, Love Actually at the end, the way it is, it makes you it does something to you, doesn't it? What it all how it all comes together at the end. This comes together at the end in that way too, you know, and they use music to tug at your heartstrings a lot. That's the whole theme of the movie. Yeah. Uh, it has a good soundtrack. There's a lot of songs you know in this movie, and then there are songs that are original songs that this band perform that sound like songs or like styles of songs that you know already. So they're automatically catchy. It's really weird, because I was thinking, when his friend said, or when his brother said to him, at first they did a cover song, Duran Duran. And then his, then his brother said, no, you don't want to be a cover band. And I was like, oh, but I, I kind of like it that they're a cover band because I'm going to know the songs. So when they start singing their own songs, I was thinking, watching the movie, it isn't going to be as good. But then the songs were really good. Really good. good. Like, like, I mean, they were really instantly, good. like, I was almost singing along to them before. They're very catchy. They're very... I said, we got to get that soundtrack. One sounds like The sure. Cure. One sounds like Spandau Ballet. Because it's essentially this boy... Just like Being anybody in, who's becoming an artist of some kind, you know, in your youth, by. you, it's not really inspira- inspired, it's more like, I mean, you're kind of lazy, and you take, you you just get excited about the look, the hair, the eyes, that tone, that thing, that, in a song, that that riff that they do, or whatever, and then you, you think, Emulate. you make you cool to put that in your stuff. Or if you're an artist, where you start looking at things around you and start emulating it. But it's all bullshit because you shouldn't. But ultimately, if you come out of that meat grinder of youth, you can put together your own thing. Like when I said, well, he's listened to The Cure and he's listening to Duran Duran and they are what they are. They're the package deal at the end, right? So where did they get, where did they get their, you know, the cure guy, I mean, that hair is what? Did he start that hair? Did he see it on somebody else? You know, so it's this kid, like, he's like a sponge. And then hopefully, on the other end, which we don't get to see, he will be his own person. I love his friend. Like, when they go in first through the music video, and he's like, friend, the bass, this bass player, the little guy's like, I, I, I'm going to be a cowboy. Yeah. And they're, and they're like, you know, like, they've seen things. Yeah, this movie wanna... does reflect... A world in which, uh, before we started being a little more smart about how we talk about people, particularly homosexuality, uh, people of different it's colors. It's very authentic, though. It is. I totally remember all that And it school. still exists today. I'm not going to pretend like the way that they speak is not like around every corner at every school, because that would be naive. But today's world is just a different place. And so if you're watching it, you're just like, well, huh, but... It's accurate. And they even say something in the credits uh, yeah. <laughs> relating to that. Like, they know. The school listen, is no longer like that. It's this. not like that. We're more multicultural. We didn't now. say. That's, the name of the school is, it's not Sing, S-I-N-G. It's no. S-Y-N-G-E, I believe, right? Like, yeah. Sing Street. Yeah. And so they so named their... the band comes from. Yeah, Sing School or whatever. So that's why they named their band S-I-N-G Street. So it is a, you know, it's a uplifting... You know, do you, as an American audience, you're the American audience here. <laughs> does it work for you as a, would it work for an American audience, this movie as well? Like, is it, can you not understand what Irish people say? I have a few times when I was unclear, 100%. I mean, Irish people, let's, let's, the Irish people in this movie speak English, but they got Irish accents. Sure. Not everybody has, actually, but some of them have thick Irish accents. So... There are subtitles on this Blu-ray if you, if you. But it's no different than if I was watching stupid, some ignorant thing like Mob Housewives. I probably wouldn't understand half of what they're saying either. So it's just a matter of a different way of you know talking. But I was fine. Well, you relate to the movie differently than me because it looks like my childhood. To you, it doesn't look like your childhood, but it's. Uh, but there again, when I watched Ferris Bueller, that Correct. doesn't look like my childhood at all. But I can relate to it. 
And it doesn't look like mine either because I went to a tiny little school. So there's a very big difference between you city people also and a very small rural place. And the, the, it's similar, but it's, it's removed a bit. It's a bit But back I still behind. watch Ferris Bueller as a kid and relate to, oh, they're students at school and I can understand school and you don't, the principal's, you don't go near him. He's going to be right. annoyed at you. I understood those concepts, but I just never understood the, always the thing for me. Because our principal's like in Breakfast Club, they're, he's a jerk, but he's also slightly inept. Right. Where this priest, he's not inept, he's just being the way he's been trained to be as yeah. a priest, you know. But there's similar vibes. I mean, is that those, is those... The kids are all being oppressed. They're all being like, um, tur- like made into little mimeographs. Don't be if cre- you if you weren't born in the '60s, you won't know what a mimeograph is. It's like the, it's like the mama to the photocopier, and <laughs> the mimeograph. The creativity. Yeah, out they want to suck it out of you and just be like, you're gonna grow up to be what? You're gonna be an accountant. You're gonna be a doctor. You're gonna be a lawyer. We don't want any creativity. We're in control of your entire destiny here. And if you don't become a little zombie and act the way we want, all the world's gonna fall to hell. One of my favorite parts is how ballsy the kid, the main kid Connor He's is. He's so yeah, ballsy. He comes to a school in makeup and like he he bleaches the front of his hair. And when the the priest takes him into the office and says, "What's going on here?" Like um, it's like I'm in a band, and he's like, "You're wearing makeup." Well, men don't wear makeup, and he's like, "Why not? It's, <laughs> yeah. not, it's not in the rule book. Like but, I can wear makeup." Yeah, he says, I've looked in the rule book. Yeah, because yes. the, the, he breaks a rule early on, and the rule is he has to wear black shoes, but he doesn't have black shoes, so... So he painted them black with paint, Yeah, and he put on some makeup, makeup. and said, I've read the rule book now. And there's and nothing ma- about makeup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is really cool. I mean, uh, but the scene that happens after that, that yeah. is realistic too. Like, you know, the, that wouldn't fly in, like, a Catholic school anyway, so... Maybe not would. Still, I mean, it depends on the parents. Yeah. And then there's an insinuation when he yep. says you can go in my bathroom. Yeah. There's all that. But that that's kind of just. It's small, but there's definitely really dark stuff in this movie. Yeah. Uh, especially when his uh, when Rafina talks about a father yeah. as well. You know, it's it's like you you. I was watching it. It's this light-hearted movie, and then I'm like, oh, oh, that's really that's hardcore. Like you know, it's like planting the seeds for you to understand how people are, how they are, and while we all can like do this thing, and I do it too, like, well, okay, my childhood was this, this, and this, and there was the negative, and there was the positive, lots of positive, some negative, some really negative, some really positive. Oh, I'm going to hold on to the negative, and that's what formed me, and that's what made me who I am, and that's true. Those things do impact you, like the kid who has the drug addict parents, and her with this the mother in the hospital, and the creepy father, and this kid with his middle class kind of trying to be middle-class intellectual parents, but not quite. It all pushes people in a direction individually. And then the school, when you go to the school or you go to an office in life, they try to just black and white everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they turn the, 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 the color down on your life and say like, no, 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 no. None of that matters. You are going to be like this. like um, And that's why I like, that's why I like we it. We saw he, a little bit of the other kids too, but not much. When he says to his brother about like the happy sad thing, yeah, and he, yeah, said, and he I like passes that. he passes him the Cures album, and he says that's happy sad, <laughs> <laughs> and then like that shapes him. Like his brother shapes him a lot in this movie. His brother, yep. uh, his brother's thought about some things, and he's that's kind the, of. A, did you notice at the end? Yes, it's dedicated to brothers. Everywhere. Yeah, I, I also one of the things at the end, which I I don't know if was spoiler in the. Uh, Wake, with the boat in the wake of the other big, is brother. Oh, and, and he said that. Yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, I yeah. made. Yeah, like it's. It is about brothers. And it is. The, the the relationship between the two brothers is one of my favorite things about the movie because his brother is, he's he had all this hope, like his younger brother. But and his he was sucked. He ju- yeah, partially. And, and he and he never got to do it. And then he always looked at his younger brother and went and thought to himself, he will do it and I will kind of profit from that. I will just watch him become what I wanted to be. And I think... And it's really sad. I'm the youngest of four and I'm way behind. I'm seven, eight and nine years younger, ten. And um, I haven't done, I haven't got like, you know, gone and done anything massively impressive in my life. But the person I am... 
I'm more like kind of out there. Like I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not afraid of my parents. I will say anything to them. I will like look them straight in the eye and be like, that is such bullshit. Whereas my siblings all have a certain, a different, like a completely, like they, I don't know how to describe it, but like I'm the one that they paved the way. They go, well, we we wore them down for you. <laughs> Basically, right. like, well, it's not. It's good enough for you not to have a bedtime, not to have a curfew. You never get in trouble. You had more money than us. You had more stuff than us. You say whatever comes to your fucking mind, and good for you. They have this sort of bitter, like, isn't that great that she can now just marry? Like I've married men from other countries without asking permission. I've gone to other cities and states and moved, uprooted myself without getting permission or having a big, heavy discussion because I'm like, it's my life. And I think they might... It's a different kind of vibe where he's cheering for his brother in the end, essentially. But his brother's... My siblings are more like, well, I I never, I never quote-unquote got to do any of that. But in fact, they could have done it, right? I just... I'm the benefit. I benefited from... My parents having gone through so many years. I didn't. Of, I don't know the difference, but I get, I understood that completely. Yeah, this brother in here, it's like a sad, it's, it's like a sad story. I don't understand 100% why he didn't ever do it. Is he just not confident enough or? I think the way he described it. Because he said, it, I used to have all the girls and I used to, you know, there was a time where he was the shit and he said. Right. But, uh, but then he's, That stuff hang, hangs with you though. Those early years of, yeah, the. Possibly not feeling very loved. And it, you know, you notice how he addresses his father at, with his first name, Richard. Yeah, I didn't know. And he doesn't really care about his mother, and he, when he's like, "I am not living also, with your boyfriend." He like, also has no friends. He's, if you, he's separated. He's, very, he's alone. Yeah, he's separate he's from them a bit. Weed. Whereas his little brother has had him and the sister, and some different input, you know, where this brother might have groomed him to have more confidence. So but then there's cool. a really poignant scene in the the thing in the movie as well where the mother and father are having a huge argument and the three siblings are yeah. comforting each other in a way. They're playing music and they're trying to stay in the high school. You know spirits. why? Because yeah. kids grow up more than their parents when their parents are acting like dickheads. Yeah. You find yourself being the the wiser, you know, without even knowing it. Like your parents, I think all grown-ups, we're all just, just dickheads, right? Parents, if they got married and had started having kids super young, like my parents, 16, 17 years old, it's kind of where their emotional thing kind of stopped. And they're kind of hung out in teenagehood in their minds, even though they did all the grown-up stuff for years and years and years. It still was like they, as a unit... Just like the parents in this movie, we're stuck in this sort of like, like a high school drama with each other. You know, well, the pettiness and the jealousy, or the cheating on somebody, or actually, just not coping that's with their the emotions. Root of the, that's the root of the brothers, because he said to him, "I, I was on. There was me, and yeah. there was them arguing and being dickheads, and then thank God you came along <laughs> right. at some point because then, <laughs> yeah. so he had, he has a." Emotional. He just. It's deeper than you feels think like his when you're watching cut him, it. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. the scenes between his brother and him were some of the best scenes in the movie. Absolutely. And his brother's my favorite character in the whole thing because he goes on a journey too in the whole movie. And True. At the end, we his, guess. his we journey's as important as. as we're know. not sure. No. It's subtle. But when they say for brothers, I, I, I was feeling positive at the end. Yeah. You know, of, for both of them. So. Um, let's move on to the cast. Um, this won't be a cast you are super familiar with, everybody, but you'll know some of them. Um, Ferdia Walsh Pilo plays Connor, and he's the hero of the. He's uh, done nothing but this movie, so you will not know him. True. Um, but how good was he? Awesome. Like, yeah, really, really, really awesome. Yeah, he's funny. He's. It's um, like he was feeling it the, the whole time. The part where he kissed her <laughs> yeah. was a real thing. I, it, he had a physical reaction to the kissing. You know, the, some people's little cheeks turn red when that's Which why. you can't just turn on, you know. So, yeah, he was embarrassed or he was... It was tough for him to do a kiss on on film, but it worked. Like, he was like, oh, shit, that is really a first kiss. Um, and but, I'm convinced that he's brave, even yeah. though he's slight and he doesn't seem... He's not going to be able to fight himself through anything, but I'm... But his choice is... He's just... He just goes for it. 
she's across the street, and the other kid's like, eh, she's there every day. And she looks like she's about 25 years old. She does, yeah. He just goes over there. And yeah. just like, so I was talking to her. And the bully guy, he just says no to him. The priest, he says no to him. So I'm, and I'm, but he doesn't exude, like, you know, Mr. Tough Guy or a Ferris Bueller kind of charm, any of that. He's just himself, but I convinced that he's... Yeah, he's not a cool kid. He's not... He's it's just, like he just wants... That all, that's all just crap. It's like yeah. all just noise to him. He just wants to get to his music and get to the girl. That's it. Yeah, the girl is the ultimate yeah. game, uh, the end of it. <laughs> um, Aidan Gillen, who you'll know from uh, Game of Thrones, plays his father, Robert. Um, his little finger. Yeah, he's not in it a ton. He really gets into that song and dance number, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, really. You could tell he was loving that. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's not... because I think the boy's fantasy would be that. That's probably the, why. Yeah, the, yeah. The, everybody would be kind yeah. of more happier than they are. Maria Doyle Kennedy plays his mom. You'll, have, you'll know Maria Doyle, Doyle Kennedy from one of my recommendations this week, which would be The Commitments, which is an Irish movie from the 80s. Um, and she was the mother in that. And she's the mother in this, funnily enough. But um, she plays Penny. I liked her. These parents aren't in it a lot, to be honest. But they are pivotal to the whole feel of everybody. Uh, Jack Rayner plays Brendan, the brother. Awesome. My favourite thing in the movie, actually. He had a bad wig when he had long hair, but I just <laughs> yeah. overlooked it because he was so good. He was really, you know? really good. Because um, that relationship between those brothers is what, I think, the core of this movie. Not the relationship between the girl and the boy. It's the brothers. Oh, I felt I it all the way through. Like, you know... There's a respect between the brothers. When the brother loses it that time and starts smashing the records up, that was like a telling scene where he was where he said, oh, "I've got to go to the bathroom now." Like it, yeah, it was really like he couldn't cope with it. Like he's like, "My brother's not that." Because he said early in the movie, yeah, he'd already observed as a 15 year old this character that the idea of someone before you know them is better than when you know them. Yeah, exactly. And so now he's had this cool vibe from his brother forever like, and maybe has him. never fallen apart and, and now he's getting to know him and it's not maybe not what, what he, he wanted, wanted yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah he's excellent the band's played by Ian Kenny Ben Calloran Percy Chambruka Mark McKenna so it's the, it's the band the rest of the band it's a shame that they didn't have more of the band's interactions it, it was minimal I think um, but they only a limited time to yeah. do the movie. But um, they were all really funny. Like, I like the kid on the base who, like, always had a different hat on. He was trying his little <laughs> yeah. image, right? <laughs> yep. Um, there was one point where the um, kid on the keyboards had put white makeup on his face. Yeah. Because he's a black guy. <laughs> it's, it's just funny. It like, wasn't it was, white. It was, like, gray. Yeah, but it was just funny. Like, there was things going on in the band that you were like, what? She yeah. didn't do it. She did it to him, remember? Yeah. That was, she was been on their makeup. Um, and then, finally, Lucy Boynton plays Rafina, the girl who he approaches at the beginning of the movie. And she was excellent too. She's I didn't really even, good. I didn't even realise that she wasn't Irish. You know, she's a British girl. Without that I thought Irish. it came and went. It kind of faded sometimes. But then you have to say, well, she's moved around probably and she's had a hard time, so yeah. I just kinda of chalked it up. But the yeah, the the love story between these two is also really good. I mean it's like it's believable, let me say. Like I in the in a hokey way, like love actually is hokey too. Yes, this is all, you know. It's but amplified. I read what he, the director said. More spoilers, I guess. But um, I read what he said, and I I understood the ending. I understood that because the kid said, when you get to know them, it's not the same anymore. So this is not a permanent thing. They're not riding off into the sunset forever and ever. It is a brief slice of. Oh my God, we're just going to do this crazy balls all balls to the wall kind of a thing, and. He's not gonna. He's not in love with her. It's not like that. It's not like, oh, how romantic! Now they're gonna go off and get married and have babies. To me, it was like, okay, in this moment, yeah. it's so exciting that it's gonna be a chapter. Kind of reminded lives. me of Risky Business, like how that night is, like, like and the yeah. and the part on the train is and like a, day off is, and other things. On Risky Business, though, it gets on the train and they have sex. Mm -hmm. Spoilers. <laughs> it doesn't feel like that's. That's well. That's what becomes of this guy. No, it's this moment. Correct. Like it's all. It's Correct. just this thing. Um, so this is directed by John Carney, who did Once and Begin Again. Like I say, I can't. That Once movie is so crit critically acclaimed. I've not seen it, so I can't comment on it or Begin Again. But I like what I see from this movie. I, I don't know. I don't know how 
this compares to those. But um, I liked it. I liked I mean, I his really, direction. Really it's very realistic his direction, even though it has this. Yeah. But the way it looks, I was in the eighties again. Like I was looking. I was in that living room in the eighties. I was in that school. And what else did we watch recently? Stranger Things. And. From the eighties. And Cheese for Turbo. That one. Turbo Kid. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in love with the eighties again all of a sudden. But you know who the directors are. They're all either people of that age. Pushing our age. Now the that one they aren't so much. They're a little bit younger than us, I think. Yeah. For maybe maybe not the main guy, but yeah. So I think those... it's really cool to have lived through the eighties and experienced the whole thing and then like all these movies. And you know what? If you think about Star Wars, E. T., the Goonies, those were made by men. Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, who were reflecting back on their youth on the 50s, when they were listening yeah. to the radio and all these action adventure things, and bringing that into their movies as well. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it just happens, doesn't it? Every we get to a point where the past, a certain era, looks rosier than our thing. Well, I mean, the directors themselves. What I'm saying, they yeah pull that up with them. I well, like that he says he's a futurist. Yeah. Because that kind of opens you up to, like, what what's he going to be? Because he's, he's not like, a thing, what, yeah. They're like, what are your musical style? And he's like a futurist. I don't look back. I don't reminisce. I don't look, <laughs> I'm just always forward. Because it kind of gets him off the hook, whatever yeah. he ends up doing, right? <laughs> um, so there are some extras on this Blu-ray. There are not many, to be honest, and they're very fluffy promotional pieces. But um, there, there's some auditions with the actual main cast members, which you can see. There's a, a making of, which I don't actually class as a making of. It's just people talking. Yeah. It's like that thing we watched. It's all right, but... On the invitation last week, it's the same as that. I don't class them as making ofs because there's no... They're not telling you how they made it. They're just saying, you know, this is this is what the movie is and here we are talking. True. And then there's a talk with Adam Levine from Maroon 5 who does a song in this movie. And uh, the director, who obviously have a relationship between them and they know, you know, how each other work. But that's it for extras. It isn't a, isn't a Blu-ray to buy if you want a ton of extras. But the movie itself is well worth getting this movie. It's yeah. such a good movie. Um, I highly recommend it. It's like one of my, the best ones I've seen this year. It's right up there. Oh, I agree. It's a, it's, And my word for it would be inspiring. It's cute and sweet and fun and funny and like remin- all that other stuff. But inspiring as in... A thing that I think is just it's just in me. It's not on purpose. But that you... In the moment, if something seems wacky and crazy, and everybody else is telling you it's not going to happen, it's not going to work, uh, just go for it. Like, when I've done big choices in my life that seem like a really bad idea, and some of them were, but I live to tell the tale, and it adds to my life. And I think that this idea of... You just grab that shit because, you know, sometimes life can just suck that life right out of you if you if you're not careful. And you, I see a lot of people like that. So to me, it it should inspire, even if it's little shit, like you know, little tiny things. Just the um Back to the Future scene in this movie, <laughs> yeah, is really if you don't feel good while well, that's occurring, <laughs> there's something really something wrong. Very with you. wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's just really like oh. And it's perfectly done, because, you know, this movie doesn't really break out of the real world thing much, but this scene is perfect. It's, it's just almost like, oh, yeah, this is what's going on in this guy's mind at the moment. So um, thanks to Anchor Bay for the Blu-ray. Definitely get this movie, see this movie. It's really, it's really, really good. It's yeah. really good. Next week's uh, Blu-ray review will be The Lobster. We're going to be looking at that next week. I'm excited, actually, for The Lobster. It looks really, really <laughs> odd. I like movies that are a little bit odd. Um, so movie recommendations this week. I'm going on the um, Sing Street movies to recommend to you that are similar or I like. One is The Commitments from the 80s. Big movie in the 80s. Inspirational, Irish, about music, a band being put together. Obviously, there are similarities to this movie. Um, did you like The Commitments? I never saw it. Oh, you didn't watch it? Mm-hmm. It was such a... Well, I don't even know if it did big in the US, but... I think so, one. but I just never saw it. And my second one is School of Rock with Jack Black. <laughs> if you want a feel-good movie, School of Rock is it. And it's really fun. About inspiring kids to yeah, just... Yeah. To, to be musical or pursue whatever they want to pursue, even if it isn't music. 
But it's a really fun movie, and it's Jack Black just... It's very family-friendly. It's not, you know... Yeah, very. Yeah, so uh, what are yours this week? Mine are, of course, in going with the theme of telling you about every movie I've ever seen that I can remember that I've seen, because I noticed today I hadn't put some movies on there that I watched last year, so... But I'm in the B's now, and so I'm up Talking to... Talking Jack Black. Talking, it's, not, it's not based on their last name. It's based on the name <laughs> of the movie. So, here's one, though, that has a sweet thing. That's why I oh, talking right. about yeah. Be Kind, Rewind yep. is another one of those that kind of inspires you because these dudes are in the video store. Uh, something bad happens. They don't have the videotapes, and now they have to go remake all the movies. And at first, it's just this slapped-up kind of funny thing, and yeah. people start renting them. And it's fun. It's very sweet. Well, how did, how did all the tapes become erased? I can't remember. I think he lost them all. I don't think they got erased. Something happened was, with a van. I remember the thing that happened. It wasn't a magic. Somebody thing, wanted the guy's building because yeah. they wanted to tear it down and build something different. So I think they sabotaged him. Right. And then they realized it, the two dudes who work there. So they Swede, they call it, Swede in the movies, which is... Is that a real thing? It's just the thing they made up in that movie. Yeah, right. But they, like, if they they make a fake version of Back to the Future right. in the back garden. <laughs> exactly. It's really funny. Exactly. And it's yeah. really good and sweet. And then there's Beaches, which is really sad and depressing. And I don't know that it would be as good now as it seemed like it was then. Beautiful Creatures, which you love, of course. Cause Peter, it's, Jackson. Uh, Peter Jackson. Peter yep. Jackson and uh, Kate the, the Winslet. The first appearance of Kate Winslet. Correct. It's weird. And it's dreamy. It's a true story. It's one of those. It's no, it's loosely based on yeah, true story. Yeah, I mean those, Very loosely. those people. Were. Yeah, the two girls who ultimately killed one of the yeah, mothers. Yeah, but it's like a fantastical version. Of yeah, that. and it's one of those again, kind of dreamy, weird. Um, then we have Beauty and the Beast, which of course we've all seen probably. It's really, oh, the, it's really the, sweet. the cartoon. Yeah, the Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really sweet. And the TV show, I've seen all of that. Oh, um, probably. And Bedazzled, which uh, not great. Bedazzled the one I've seen with Brendan Fraser and I never watched Elizabeth, whatever her name was. See the original not thing. No, no, didn't sound like it. All right, so uh, that is our recommendations for this week. I am going games and a scully stuff. I've only been there's not been much. It's been hot, so I've not been PC gaming because uh, PC <laughs> gaming makes your room even hotter. So you don't really <laughs> want to do that. Um, if you if your room is ninety degrees and then you play Overwatch for an hour. It will be very quickly 95 degrees, Correct. so it's not really advisable. So um, I've been playing some PS3 games this week. Um, what was really interesting is if you've been a PS Plus member all this all this time since PS Plus started, you've probably got a huge library of downloadable games that you can go through. And sometimes, some months, I I was like, oh, I don't I don't really care about this, or I've not got the bandwidth to play this game to download it, but. Me and my nephew went through the list of PS Plus games, and I've got hundreds of them. And we downloaded a few old titles for the PS3 that are still fun. And the, the first one was SSX, which is EA's um, snowboarding game. It was the reboot of the snowboarding game that came out in 2012. We were playing that. It's really cool. It was free on PS Plus. Uh, and another one I've, I've been playing is Fallout 4. Which is, I told you, I'm not really into Fallout. And I don't think I'm still into it, but I'm trying it. <laughs> the problem I have with uh, Bethesda and Fallout games is there it's a cool concept and idea, but their execution of it is always slightly wonky. It's like you're playing a budget title. Like, it was a, there was a cool intro... I went in, a nuke goes off in 60s America, I guess, or 50s America. Okay. I go down into the bunker, thinking, you know, we're going to be saved from this nuke. They send us down into this bunker. They put us in this little compartment. Next thing I know, the uh, it's 2,000 years later. They've actually cryo-freezed you down there. It's not just a this bunker. This sounds really familiar. Yeah, it does. 2,000 <laughs> years later, the world is kaput. It's... um. And a version of America that has been nuked. People are fighting in the wastelands. It's not a very nice place to be. Sounds really cool, doesn't it? Cool setup. Yeah. You know this person. But the jankiness of the, those games is I can't look past it. For instance, the first conversation I had with a person, I happened to talk to them and I was stood near a wall. Well, they were just halfway through a wall and halfway into the... Like, they were stuck <laughs> in a wall. And I was like... Why does that get past? I get you. I know they can't account for every single thing, but I'll play something like GTA, and people don't walk through walls or be stuck in walls. It's like a different 
there's a level of quality control in some games that there isn't in these. Right. It's a cool idea, but that's what I can never get past. When There's also another problem I had, and this is a problem I've always had with Bethesda games. If you speak to a person in a game, and they start talking to you, it'd be nice to be able to hear them talk back at you, right? You know, you want to hear what they're saying. If there's somebody else in that room, and they're talking... Well, they'll carry on their conversation. So it's like you're hearing two conversations at once and it's right. really hard to determine what's being said because it's like, uh, could you shut up over there? I can't really hear this person. I get you. So there's a lot of that too, like dialogue that overlaps each other. Um, it seems a cool game though. If you can get past all that, I would um, say have a go at it. But for me, it doesn't spur me on to fire it up and keep playing it. So, um, oh, we've got a new thing on our list here. Yes. Sven Gulli, uh <laughs> Sven Gulli is a show. It's on MeTV. That's not just Missouri TV, hmm. is it? It's, it's a, an American TV network. It's on cable networks, and it's on HD through the air, because that's how we watch it. Yeah, so MeTV, on a Saturday night at 9pm Central Time, is a show called Sven Gulli. We watch it every week. It is a show where a horror host, as they call it... Imagine Elvira. Everybody knows Elvira. She used to come on... And she'd show an old horror movie. and then You introduce it, and then in the commercial breaks, you do funny little skits. Again. Yeah. yeah. This guy does that. He's Spanguli. He's a... What is he? Is he a, is he a ghost? Is he a skeleton? Is he... Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a dude, and he's painted He's his an face. aging man wearing makeup. <laughs> he, I would say, go on to say he's funny, but it's not funny, really. <laughs> like, he's, it's that vaudevillian humor. A horse walks into a bar, and it's the bartender that. says, Why the long but face? But not quite as good as that. Why the long face? Let me finish my joke. That is Jesus. the end of the joke. You talked right over it. Nobody can get it. I'm sure they've already heard So the movie is? Captain... This week's... Well, he plays like old... Generally, like universal movies from the past, like uh, Frankenstein movies. and But then it can be something different sometimes. Godzilla versus King Kong we saw one week. Raven Costello, which I'm not a fan of. No. But this week's is Captive Cavewoman. It's actually been good the last two weeks. <laughs> the la- last week's one was this woman who turns into a snake. I actually thought it was pretty good. <laughs> in a 1940s yep. way. In that kind of way, yeah. yep. But this one's Captive Cavewoman. I don't 100% know. I mean, that we'll title just makes it sound intriguing to me. So, Stanguli this week. Uh, you can probably find it on your cable networks. <laughs> and um, what's for dinner? What do you think? I it's think hot. A, a sandwich sounds a good. A sandwich is what we're having from the Jimmy John's. And uh, finally, before we leave, what is your advice? Advice is don't back down. That sounds like a Tom Petty song. Don't back down. Correct. I mean, there are times when you have to sort of acquiesce, if that's the right word, to in the moment because it's kind of pointless to continue whatever the thing is that you're arguing about or discussing or the point you're trying to make or the thing you're trying to get done when it's in reality, not going to get done. You have to make that judgment call. But as a person, if I'm if I have lived my life and experienced forty eight, almost forty nine years of living, that's a lot of living. It's a lot of opportunities to observe people and go places and have experiences, good and bad, and some very bad and some unbelievably good, interacting with what would be thousands of people over the course of these years, right? Individually, some close, some not close. Lots of jobs, lots of places. And I've come to conclusions about things. Because of my experiences and and how this thing makes me feel or makes me think. And then how I can use that to filter the world a little bit better. Or use it, you know, if I... If I've come to the conclusion that I don't believe in any higher power, I don't believe in any kind of spirits or angels or ghosts or anything like that, and I don't have an explanation for you why, except I've lived long enough to make my own decision. I've come to a conclusion. And if you want to sit and hammer me with reasons why I need to change my mind, I'm not going to back down just because you want me to agree with you, or it makes you feel better about yourself, or it makes you feel better about me. I'm not going to give in and be like, well, okay, I guess you're right. I'm not going to do it. Because what's the difference between us? 
you've lived, not you specifically, but another person my age who's lived the exact same amount of time and had a different set of 49 years of life. So together we lived a 100 years almost. All separate years, all separate things, all separate places. You've come to different conclusions. Why do you think someone else has to? Why, if I'm the person who is has a tendency to back down because, well, but if I'm wrong about my thing about God, or what if I'm wrong about Hillary, or what if I'm wrong about Donald, I better just, I better just go along with the crowd because they're probably right and I'm probably wrong. Well, if you if that's how wishy washy your mind is, I guess that's fair. But if you come into that conversation or into that situation and you have thought about it and you have decided, this is what I think. Now, if this conversation never starts, I'm not saying start a discussion or start an argument. If it comes to you, don't back down. Don't be the person who's there for the kicking post. Don't be the person who's everybody's little, like, you know, or being th spit the spitwads at you and make fun of you because you're the odd person out. If you have the guts and the, the fortitude to have that attitude to begin with in yourself then you have the same thing in the face of other people who disagree with you. Nothing, well, I won't say nothing bad will happen. Sometimes very bad things happen when the other person cannot accept that you disagree with them. So, you know, tread lightly with dangerous people, dangerous situations. But, you know, if it's a conversation at work and it's not worth the effort to get everybody all riled up, I can accept that. It can be a very touchy-feely situation. But don't this movie makes me think it too. Like, don't always back down. Because then what are you? Yeah, this kid has that kind yeah, of spirit. He's, yeah, he just... He, but then he doesn't fight a big fight. He doesn't mm. make a big deal. I mean, he's a fictional well, he character. kind of fight a big fight. But, but he doesn't make a bigger deal about it. He yeah. doesn't go on and on, you know. But um, So that's fictional. But in real life, you can also not be the fucking lump of nothingness. Like... I don't understand, I don't get that of like, cause I have, <laughs> I am in the minority when it comes to all the people I care about in my life and who care about me. I am the minority person in almost every single thing, right? But the thing is, each one of them knows exactly what I think and how I feel. And if they want to engage in a conversation about it, let's go for it. I'm not going to back down. I will listen and un try to understand and if we have to just stop in the middle and go look 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 you're not going to change my mind i'm not going to change your mind that's cool that's cool then that's a that's a neutral thing i'm not going to go like well you know what oh i guess yeah you're right i just i'll just keep my opinion to myself cuz that's not my style <laughs> i don't oh. know if you've noticed I did i did good <laughs> advice I, i'm i've got to stop now come too hot i'm sweating like a proof Efficient sweater. All right, so um, <laughs> I want to remind you about our website, aschoolie.com, sidsaw.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play Store, or just go to the RSS feed, aschoolie.com slash podcast. Email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email SidTalk. And uh, stay classy, Mr. John Carney. This movie was excellent. I recommend it to everyone. I agree. And I'm going to say think for yourself, or someone is definitely going to do it for you. 